Hi there, it's Memory from Friends Abroad Relationship School. I know you might be struggling um, following a breakup if you're an anxious person. And the tendency is to try to soothe yourself. This is why you find yourself reaching out constantly even when someone has blocked you or someone does not wish to communicate with you. And the problem is, the more you reach out to this person, the less likely they are inspired to respond to you. Number one, because you sound desperate. Number two, because it overwhelms them. And number three, it's because you are not respecting their space. And number four, you are not self-controlled. You are not respecting yourself, number five. So what you need to do, as I say, if you are anxious, attached, is to learn to detach and how do you detach in this situation? You have to step out of your comfort zone and do things you have never done and think in a very different way. You have to start retreating and you have to start respecting other people's spaces and choices. Because as I say again, this is how abuse starts. You might feel like you are the victim in this situation, but you can end up being abusive when you get into someone's space to try and make something happen. And sometimes you can end up being reported to the authorities because you break the law or you are breaking the law. Because the more you try to reach out to someone who is moving away from you or who has blocked you and does not want to be in contact with you, the more they feel harassed. And also you, 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 you are harassing them because if someone says eat this food and you don't want to eat it and you say no and the next thing is they can force feed you, that's not, that's not right and that's not legal. So you need to respect other people's space because what you are trying to do is to soothe yourself. You want to feel good, whatever the situation. This is the thing. You want to feel good, whatever the situation. This is why you make it a point to try and get into their space so that they respond. You keep sending messages. But you see, the thing is, if you are in a doubt, you need to understand that. Number one, we have choices, all of us. And number two, if an adult, another adult is making a choice that they don't want to do something, you know, that's it. You want to accept that. Just like you, if you don't want to do something or if you don't like something, the other person has to accept that. We say no all the time in our lives and other people say no all the time in their lives. And that's okay. That is choice. We need to respect each other's choices. We need to accept those choices that other people are making in their own lives. And we are the only people we can control. You are the only person 
you can control, so can I control myself and so can the other person. So what you want to do to start learning to do, it will take you a while, but you can eventually do it. The thing is, we are creatures of habit. So whatever you are doing now has become a habit. So what you need to do is to create new habits. And you need to learn to welcome your emotions and sit with them without acting on them. This is the first thing you need to do. And how do you do that? You take deep breaths. You breathe. Remember, your breath supports you every time. As long as you are alive, your breath is supporting you. So you are trying to avoid yourself when you are reaching out to the past, to this person. So now you want to accept yourself to stay with you, just like you would stay with a child who is triggered or who is distressed. This is you in this moment. You are the distressed child. So what do you do when a child is distressed? You don't abandon them and leave them because that's not what a loving parent does. Welcome the discomfort. Sit with yourself and give yourself quality time to find out what is wrong and sift Sam sensations. What is my distress score right now? What are the sensations? What mental images can I see? What are the feelings and what are the thoughts? And also consider the pre-triggers. What is it that might be causing me to be more triggered about this situation in this moment? What else was happening? Have I eaten? Have I slept? Have I had any stress at work or somewhere at school? And you also need to consider your pre-existing traumas and the fact that maybe you ignored red flags in this ended relationship. And then you need to ask yourself the five whys about to your inner critic. Why am I thinking this? Answer, why am I thinking this? Answer, another answer to why am I thinking this? Answer to. So you ask yourself five whys and you come up with a root cause. Because I'm feeling abandoned. Maybe I'm feeling abandoned. I'm feeling rejected. In which case, we have what we call unmet needs. Um, and I will add the unmet needs in the, um, in the column here uh, of the description. And there are 24 of them. And the unmet needs for abandonment might be something like to feel included, to be liked, to be accepted. And then there's also things like love. But there's also others that can actually be a priority in a given moment. Like maybe you are trying to force outcomes, in which case your unmet need is to be in control. But that needs you to learn the shift same too. But the basic thing is you can still identify your unmet needs, your, your childhood unmet needs, or your unmet needs that you can pick up 
as you do this exercise, why am I feeling like this? You can simply say, I feel rejected. I feel abandoned. And then what do you do? You need to parent your abandonment. You need to parent the abandoned and rejected child in you. How do you do that? Just imagine a child who's been abandoned and rejected. What do you do for them? You love them with the five love languages and five senses. So you are spending quality time already with this child. You are befriending your body. You have identified the sift. And now what you need to do is you need to meet the needs of this child. You need to talk to them kindly using words of affirmations. Speak kindly to your inner child. Hug yourself. Give yourself touch. Give yourself little massages. A regulatory hug is very helpful. Where you cross your arms and you, you hold yourself tight. Just like you would someone you love. You can make yourself a nice drink. A drink that you love. A soothing drink. You can um, have candles, nice smelling candles such, with, such as lavender or lavender oils, infused lavender oils, just to calm you down. And as you do this exercise, you need to breathe. You need to breathe. And then you need to reframe the inner critic. The voice of the inner critic is very powerful. Reframe it. Use softer words. No blame. No accusations. No entitlement. Because anything that you say, anything that you speak, goes through you. You are harming yourself. So look at what people do, but reframe for your own sake. Because you also don't know the whole story. Yes, people do what people do, but people have got their own stories also that make them do what they do. So it is important that you reframe coming from a higher perspective because you don't know everything. You don't have all the answers. You don't understand why people are doing what they are doing, why this person might be doing what they are doing. So reframes are very important and you also want to put yourself in the other person's shoes. What might they be thinking? What might they be thinking in terms of me? What might they be seeing in me or what might have made them make this decision as far as I'm concerned? And what you need to do is to create solutions as you rock yourself like a baby, as you drink your nice drink, as you smell in the nice smelling infusions of lavender and oils. What you need to do is to make plans for the short term. I am going to start parenting myself consistently. I am going to start self-caring. I am going to start gratitude and meditation. I'm going to start intention in the morning and to speak to my inner child and to attend to my needs like a parent would do to a child that they love. That's what you want to start doing. Those are the goals you need to create to commit to yourself. No one taught us this, that we need to commit to ourselves 
each and every day so that we connect with ourselves. We need to accept all parts of ourselves, including our emotions. We need to make peace with who we are and what we are and our bodies and everything about us. That is the only way we can connect with ourselves and in turn we can also connect with others. Prioritize yourself. This person that you are trying to reach out to right now is not the best person to reach out to because they have already walked away. Imagine a parent has abandoned a child. Is that the best person to go to and say, I need love? You can't do that to yourself because you open yourself up to abuse. And if this person is aligned or they are secure attached, they are not going to attend to you. They are going to block you and they might also report you to the police for harassment because they put importance in their peace of mind. This is what people do. People want peace of mind. It's very important for, for everybody, even for you. And as you step outside yourself to look for validation and soothing, you are abandoning yourself. You are disconnecting. This, what, this is what a disconnect does. So you need to connect with yourself and accept yourself and parent yourself and commit to yourself and love yourself. And the next thing you need to do is to create solutions about what you want to do about this situation. I am going to start healing emotions. I am going to make sure that I delete the number and I'm going to make sure that I block them back too so that you don't have any temptation to reach out. Get rid of any contact details. It might be hard, but it is what you need. The other thing you need to do is to find accountability. Find someone who can work with you. Someone you can contact when you are struggling, especially in the first days. Sometimes you need to talk to someone every day. But make sure that this person supports you to heal so you could get therapy, a co-parent or counseling or someone who you know can help you to heal rather than venting in unsafe spaces because it's not helpful for you. You can get stuck in victim mode. So that is very important. And you also want to make sure that you create a boundary because sometimes people come back. You need to make a plan about what you are going to do if this person comes back to you, which is why you need to heal. You need to identify what went wrong in the relationship and start to improve your side of things because something happened for you two to break up. There is something that you probably ignored or you missed. But most of the time we ignore red flags. So that is very, very important that you have a plan. But before you create that plan, you make sure that you are healed and you are healing so that you don't 
get back to what broke you before. You don't repeat patterns if this person is to come back. And you also want to, if you are doing intentional healing work, you want to make sure that by the time they come back, also if they do, they have also healed. But don't hold your breath about someone coming back. Don't let it be your focus. Your focus is you. And long term, you want to continue self-care to heal your inner child and to make sure that you monitor red flags in relationships. You create a, a dating and relationship plan. You need a plan for your relationships to know what you want and to know what you are looking for. And you need to create a vision board for whatever it is that you are looking for. But above all, you need to maintain your daily sift sem, your daily emotional regulation, your daily um, befriending of your body so that you learn about your triggers and you identify what it feels like when you are triggered and so that you learn to pause and to regulate yourself so that you are not always re reacting and you want to invest in other relationships with your family and friends, people that love you already, people that are always there for you because there is love on three levels. You don't only focus on one level of romance. You've got family where you came from. You've got friends. You've got acquaintances. You've got neighbors. You've got colleagues. You've got so many people that can give you love and you can receive love from them and you can also give them some love using five love languages. And you also have the greater good. While you are struggling like this, while you are feeling anxious about an ended relationship or trying to reach out to someone, reach out to someone also in need. There are people in the greater good who are struggling just like you. So to take away your attention from yourself sometimes, reach out to other people. But don't do it to get to that level, the third level and the second level of the immediate circle. Don't do it. Don't go there before you self-parent. Because you can become emotionally dependent again on other people. And then when they are not there, you struggle. Learn to be your first go-to place. And even when you get into a relationship, learn to be your first go-to person. And then you also have these other relationships, which you need to maintain in and outside relationship. So that when your relationship struggle or end, or your romantic relationship struggle or end, you've got these relationships to continue. You will not be too devastated because you know that love is on three levels. You love yourself, you love your immediate circle, you love your partner, and you love the greater good. And after you've done the sift sem and you've created your solutions, you do a cathartic shake where you simulate jogging or you can actually jog on the spot or you can do it while you are lying down as if you are jogging. And that can help you to release endorphins. You can actually feel good if you do that exercise, you know, for a short while. So it's very, very important. And it also helps you to just, um, you know, to, to pep up and, and release stale energy.
um, from your from your triggers. It is very important that you invest in yourself and you learn to detach. You learn to be your best friend. You learn to be your lover. You learn to be your family and you learn to be your colleagues and you learn to be everything that everyone in the world is to you, everyone that you meet. Be that person first to yourself and then go to others to give and receive love but without emotional dependence. If you do this, exercise daily and you invest in yourself and you learn to love yourself. Believe you me, you will not feel the need to constantly reach out to someone out of anxiety. You will not be emotionally dependent on a romantic relationship or in anyone, even friendships or family. You will give and receive love with them in a healthy way, but you will be detached from outcomes. You won't attach anyone to your goals. Rather, when someone ends a relationship with you, you are happy to let them go. You grieve the loss and you move on because you know that people are on loan. We enjoy them while we still have them. And you know that people are with you for a purpose and a reason. And once their purpose has been fulfilled in your life, they are free to move on. I'm not saying it's not painful. No, it is painful. But you can grieve without attachment and you can move on. And when you are not attached to outcomes, it's not as painful as when you are attaching a person to your goals as if they are the last person in this world. Please heal for yourself. Heal for your relationships and heal for the children, and above all, heal for the world and for the future. I hope that was helpful, and I hope you continue to invest in yourself to create a quality life before relationships. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you soon. Bye-bye.